motherfuckers in school telling me always in a barber shop. What's up, man? It's your boy, Oss. Motherfuckers in the barbershop. The realest podcast on the planet. The waviest podcast on the planet. From the hood where we do it most good. You got the fellas in here with me. Lando, be nice. Introduce yourselves. Yeah, this is Lando. You can follow me on Twitter at the Tackler1711 and the Motherfuckers in the Barbershop podcast page. And be nice. What's the deal, man? It's your boy Nice. You can follow me on the gram at be nice two underscores and on Twitter at two underscores be nice. Hey man, how y'all? How y'all weekends been? How y'all weeks been? It's been all right. It's been a great week. It's been a great week. B, what about you? Uh, this week, this week was was straight. It was a week. I went up to state last weekend for my cousin's graduation. I was around some family, so it was, it was a decent time last weekend. Started into this week was was decent to say the least. Shout out to Angie and Smash for graduating. All right, yeah, all right. So shout out Shaking My Head is Friday, December twenty second. Shout out Shaking My Head. Who would like to start? I mean, I, I guess you already I'm... start. You started, so keep going. Oh, keep going. All right, uh, I guess uh, let me shout out Reggie Bush. Uh, he retiring. Uh, he's one of the first people I ever looked at on YouTube. I'm a big Reggie Bush fan, so shout out to Reggie My Bush. My heart almost stopped right there. I thought you were shouting out another Reggie. <laughs> oh, yeah, shout out to Reggie Cobbs, too, man. He hit me up, so, you know. No, nope, not that Reggie either. Reggie Bullock? Not the Reggie Bullock. The worst Reggie. Reggie oh, Jackson. Oh, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I love Reggie Jackson. But uh, shout out to uh, Kobe, his retirement. Um, you know, that was cool to watch. Shout out to Darius Slay for making the Pro Bowl. Uh, I think Glover Quinn going to make it because I don't think Earl Thomas going to play. Uh, shout out to Diddy. Man, for... He shouldn't have made it anyway. No, we're he shouldn't talk have. About that. We're going to talk about that. But uh, shout out to Diddy, man. He about to get the team together and purchase the Carolina Panthers. So that's that's cool to see. Um, shout out to Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas, man. We're going to talk about that too. Because that was, that was real touching to my heart. A tear went down my eye. I was, I was so happy they got back together. A shout out to Will Smith. Cause Will Smith got a movie coming out tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Why are you talking about everything we're going to talk about on the show? Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> no, I we're know. not going to have a show if Shit. you just shout I, out I got, everything, everything that happened in life. And uh, shaking my head at fancy football and, uh, and Joe Budley. Oh, tell everybody about shaking your fancy football life. I was going to talk about that later on, but I think I'm, I'm think I'm about to retire. I'm, I'm contemplating retiring. Can you ask me now you retire? Hey man, this was a tough loss. I mean, I didn't want to, didn't want to talk to nobody. I tried to tell people. Haas, early Haas in the kept season. calling me, and like he was like talking shit, and um, it was just it was very painful. And now I get back into that. Ain't nobody want to listen, man. I tried to tell people earlier in the season. Lando need to give all his credentials because I ain't never been too sold on him being the ultimate. Hey, ultimate I wasn't listen. Guy. If if I played last weekend in three leagues, what did that mean? I was a game away from the championship. I missed third place all over. And then when the shit got going. So really, technically, you're not even second place the first loser. You like third place the second loser, which make you the worst loser. Yeah, that shit sucks. Um, You don't even get no spot on the podium. I go second. You get a problem. I'm a shake in my head. Well, really, this is a rest in peace Combat Jack. I listen to the Combat Jack podcast. Uh, uh, Reggie, he was a real real, uh, hip-hop historian. And it's sad to see a brother like that go away. He kind of engineered this black podcasting game, man. I really appreciate everything he did and uh, everything he done for for the platform we got going for us right here. So That's rest right. in peace to the Combat Jack. Uh, also shaking my head at ESPN Radio. Uh, but Money Jones Show, Right Time is turning to a podcast. And I don't know who they're going to. I don't know what they're going to do from 1 o'clock to 7 o'clock. I think they're just going to have, like, Stephen A. Smith just fill that big gap and, like, Will Kane and shit. So, I ain't listening to ESPN Radio no more. That's just easily that. Um, and then I'm going to shout out... I'm going to shout out Victor Oladipo. He has really come into his own again. Because he was already decent on the Magic. But Lando boy, Tobias Harris, was kind of fucking up his steeds. And now... Not on, Tobias here. That was uh, yeah. Alfred Payton and yeah. Fournier. No, Tobias was there them years. No. no. Tobias no. been here for... Yeah, for a minute. Yeah, no, Tobias he played with Oladipo for maybe like one year, but he yeah, was even a half a year because we got yeah. him up. We picked him up after the all, like during the All Star type shit. Yeah, yeah. So Tobias fucked that nigga up. And Tobias was there first. No, no. Honestly, I got a question for B Nice, and I'll, I'll say that later about OKC and people who leave OKC. I all right. I thought that. did we talk about that last week? No, no, no. We talked about OKC beating um, Houston. No, I got a question uh, for B Nice. All right, this. and uh, RB, right, what you got? Uh, shouting my head, shaking my head at Tristan Thompson. Just you, you a who's man this week. If we get into that later, 
Uh, shouting out a lot of redemption stories in the NBA. People we kind of wrote off with kind of the statement he was just talking about Victor Oladipo and and just a lot of people coming into their own right now. We seeing Chicago that, Bulls, yeah, Chris Dunn, Denzel Valentine, pretty much all of their players. Miritich is looking a lot better. Uh, Bobby Portis. The whole team, Nawaba is playing good, who was a D-League guy a couple of years ago. Um, it's a lot of stories like that around the league. Michael Beasley, when he gets a chance to play, has been playing phenomenal. He doesn't always get a shot, but he always doesn't play hard, too. So that's kind of partially been his MO this whole time. All right, so let's get into the extra point. First segment, extra point. Let's get to these picks. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Only doing the, the four important games this week. Uh, first things first, Bills at the Patriots. Lando, who you got? I want to go to Bills, but I got to go Patriots. Wow. Be nice. What about you? Um, it's the bomb, man. Ooh. I'm going with the Bills. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, of course. I down for them. Two win streak. Two game win streak. Yeah. They've been circling the fuck out some wagons lately. The wagon stops here. Let's get broke now. Ain't no more circling we got Falcons at the Saints. Lando, who you got? We need the Falcons to lose. Yeah, buddy. so that's why I'm picking the Saints. Wow, be nice. Look, man, I know how the universe works. I don't want the Lions to make the playoffs or win. So I feel like the Falcons going to lose because that's it's against me at this point. I'm also going to roll with the Saints on this one, man. I just think they're a better team. Last time, Matt Ryan threw three picks and they still won. That wasn't supposed to happen. And so. Kamara is yeah, yeah, and that's when he got hurt that game, too. Yeah, he yep, got so. a Lattimore on the opposite side, correct? Yeah. Oh, man. He's crazy. Seahawks at the Cowboys. Lando, <laughs> who you got? Man, that, I just think that Seattle was, was broken. And Zeke Elliott's bad. Uh, I'm going to go Cowboys. Be nice. Man, Zeke finna get off in their ass. I think Todd Gurley just had a crazy game. <laughs> niggas. But I still got to go Seahawks on this one. They got to find that rhythm. Russell Wilson got to win this hey, MVP. Man, that's going to be a leadoff into another conversation, but that nigga's overhyped, bro. Stafford's stats is better than his, and he had a defense or a running game to nah, back it up. Bro. Dude, you talk about better Wait, than have Russell you seen Wilson. The, the Seahawks have you seen running game? Seattle offensive line? And they running game? He they got less no of an offensive line, and no – they average, they had like three years and they was like thirty first in Russell. Yeah, bro. They were no, 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 Russell, way Russell, worse. Russell, than Russell, and their defense way, bro. The, they're leading the boom. Nice ain't been leading the boom since no, no, not yes, Be nice just talking. Russell Wilson, uh, okay. he does eighty percent of their offense go through him. And that's, half his shit yeah, scrambling. That's top. And he definitely top Stafford five MVP. Is all of the lines. No, he's not. No, he has better receivers. And he do got better receivers. And he has better running backs. He got better O line. Better running backs. Yeah. Name, name, name me two, three running backs. Name me the three running backs on Seattle. We're going to get there in a minute. Thomas Ross, Eddie Lacy. He's he been inactive. He's been inactive. He's been inactive. Eddie Lacy sucked, too. <laughs> yeah. He got fat in. I mean, I'm doing look getting bitch. Trash. He trash. He but trash. But Theo better than everybody that, that Seattle got. He ain't no running back for real. He receiver. But he, he better, better than Tavon Austin. But he better than what Seattle got. They don't got nothing. Let's move forward. What's the next pick? Uh, and then finally, is Lions at the Bengals. Who you got? Lando, who you got? I got the Lions. Be nice. Lions gonna do what I don't we want also to. got the Lions on this one. So, <laughs> did y'all want to keep going? Because I read an article like last week about the Matt Stafford, uh, Russell Wilson shit, and I just kind of deleted that from my mind because I couldn't believe the dude was choosing Matthew Stafford. Like, Matthew Stafford, a good dude. And his argument was more like, Matthew Stafford is the team you would ro- want on your offense, but as a defensive coordinator, you want to play against Matthew Stafford. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, Russell Wilson creates so much, so much that it gives these defensive coordinators they can't sleep, because he can make plays up that nobody doubts. He goes backwards, you don't know. He is improvising uh, is unbelievable. I mean, last week it just caught up with him. He been doing too much. <laughs> he been carrying that team like literally on his back since the preseason. They I have no think, left tackle is probably the worst Stafford left tackle in the league. Stafford got the cannon, and this season I've seen some beautiful throws from him. And I, I just more don't better see that. than that that throw that Russell Wilson did when he's about to get sacked four or five times. You mean the jump ball? Because I wasn't impressed. Stop. I think that there was more so the receiver. And I, I think, think I said that. Be nice I, talking I more it. about the turkey hole pass that Stafford threw, <laughs> 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 and that John Gruden was going crazy. About Stafford been nice touch on it all season, man. And realistically, one of his top receivers has been playing like a bitch. Who? Golden Tate. Okay, Golden Tate was the best receiver when he was in Seattle. He's gone. Yeah, Doug Baldwin has looked better than Golden Tate did when he was the number one. 
Yeah, and I don't he, even like Doug Baldwin. And he can't really get right that. Right or wrong, right or wrong, has Doug Baldwin looked better than Golden Tate did in his prime? I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say it's more that that's, that's all he really got. Because Jimmy Graham has disappeared the they last few weeks. They don't use Jimmy Graham properly. He disappeared the last few weeks. He had they like eight touchdowns in a every eight Jimmy games Graham, in a row. Jimmy Graham, damn near, is the Chris Bosh of football right now. They brought him down there, thought bro, he was going to make the no, team better, the last, and they didn't use him. The last him. two years, he, he didn't play awful. The last two games, he didn't play awful. They didn't use him. He broke his, he, once he broke his arm, that one. He didn't watch the game. He dropping balls, man. Like, what you mean they didn't use him? You got to catch it. I mean, it's something also he about up, morale. He had a game where he didn't put up no stats. He dropped like four balls. Look, man, it's, it's uh, a bad Russell Wilson definitely definitely doing more with less. All right, so moving on, we got the the Panthers on with Jerry Richardson. Jerry Richardson. He was on some weird shit. Uh, he been on the the sexual assault, uh, unwanted advances yes. type shit. Uh, he was offering to shave women's legs. He was putting their seatbelts on and they getting the car with him. He was saying like, "Oh, you look nice in them jeans." Do you got to lay down in the bed to put on them jeans? He was just saying a bunch of weird shit. And Cam kind of defended him, saying, well, he's a good guy or some shit like that. Are you a cool dude? Cam liking their No, no, no. Cam said something about, I look, I'm against sexual misconduct, but allegations, I don't. we don't know. Cam is not allegations. He settled five lawsuits of sexual misconduct. Yeah. We had to give out millions. He settled a $56 million lawsuit against racial discrimination. Now, one thing I will say about that, though, Considering how hot the situation is, you don't have a lot of leeway when it's, it's he say, she say. To me personally. At the, with the situation right now, I feel like the accuser has all the leverage. Yeah, but I'm saying he has past cases where he's settled for so when, millions when do of these dollars. lawsuits start? That's what I'm asking. That's what, throughout the 90s. All right, yeah. We'll he's, he had a $56 million racial discrimination lawsuit that he had to file. Because yeah. he owned a few Denny's and you know they were doing racist shit there. He had to pay that. It's what, so but what you just said is, that's kind of difficult, though. You saying him owning a business and they had racial situations. No, no, no. He that's, might not have had no, no first no, no. hand. That's, that was that. his personal personal bill, uh, business. That's so he before. was in all of these. Yes, right, that's what I said. He was, th- these were against him. Right, all these counts. Yeah, so it's not allegations. This shit's been going on for years. Now but Cam isn't out. the most knowledgeable person. He's not. He shouldn't be talking about and that. I, I think stuff. that he's allowed his mouth to get him in trouble before. But I also think that, like I said, his... his Ignorance is making him say stuff that, in hindsight, to him, actually made a lot of sense because Cam has felt that he's been somebody who's been accused of things in several different situations. So now he's kind of defending somebody, like I said, with an ignorant mindset of thinking, oh, these are allegations. They're just trying to put you on the bus like they did me. So he likened himself to that. And that's what I'm saying. If they were allegations, they would have did like you, Cam. No, I didn't. They no, but that's what, he doesn't know the full situation. Yeah. He's getting secondhand information. And, he don't, and the problem with Cam Newton is he's on the fence about everything. One minute he's saying racism don't exist. Next minute he's putting his fists up in the air. It's just he doesn't know what he's supposed to do, and he's a great player. I don't. I don't think like that he was ever on the fence about that. I think that Cam Newton was for the culture. No, did you hear what he, no, he no, said? Let me finish. Let me finish, what, let me finish what I'm saying. I, I get exactly what you're saying. I think that he was on the fence about his positioning as a professional. Like he didn't think that he could uphold himself. No, and no, I don't. Like yeah, I don't I think he ever questioned about whether or not racism exists. I think somebody got to him and was like, hey, "Don't say that shit." No, no, more. that's and that's Jerry. But Richardson. that's not about Wait, his. And I'm Jerry, saying that's not about his Jerry stance Richardson on racism. Hired, that's no, his stance as Jerry, a man. Jerry Richardson hired a PR person. That's what I'm saying. I remember talk, all of this. And but, to talk and change. But the you way just gotta he hear it. No, no, it's not changing how he views things. It's how he says things. If you think as a grown man that somebody could just tell you this is what's going on or what I want you to say, those are two different things. You see it all the time. So you think niggas just really getting. Told that it's a better world out there. He's yes, like, and no, he got, he got brainwashed. That. To that. I, no, I think he got the brainwashing is that you gonna chuck and jive for me, but at home you can believe whatever the fuck you want to believe. No, when you and get up the there thing. you Listen, sink your black before, ass to that, before Jerry to that podium. Before Jerry you gonna say what I want you before to Before he drafted him, he asked him, "You got any tattoos? No. You got any piercings? No. Keep it that way." Exactly. Who the fuck tells they they employ you that? But that's not say, that's the mentality. No, but of Jerry that's not about what you think is right or wrong. It's what you gonna do. Those are two different things. Uh, you got me lost. I, I don't know. And then right, go I'm home lost. and be like, man, I'm fuck lost. my boss. But at home, he's smiling. In the workplace, he's smiling and shit. No, so that's not what he like truly Cam believes. Newton looked like he's chucking the job in both with that with his boss. And which, his boss made him wealthy. Right, gave him well, the first pick. It's not know. his boss no more because yeah. he has resigned. The Panthers are up for sale. Yeah, boy, Sean I wonder why that is. And then he's not or, also <laughs> not going to be his boss. So we can lead into that next. Allegations what? Not going to be his boss. You think He's not pulling that shit off. they said... 
you gotta in order then this is why families do it. Thirty percent of the money has to be paid up front. So exactly. it has to be one majority thirty percent owner and then like a bunch of small owners. I don't know about it because Jerry Rich only owned forty nine percent of the team. That's you that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you gotta have it has money to be thirty percent. Like yo, know, thirty front. that's the real owner is the person who pays the most money thirty percent. Right, right. That's the front. majority. And that's, that's why majority. people do families because they can separate the money amongst the families. I think if, if Diddy got enough he got money and he knows enough rich people that will that will be investors and be involved. I think he could. You think I he think, got enough by himself to buy thirty percent? No, 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 no. He gonna have investors in a group with him, and they are gonna be a group name, and they can purchase it. The only problem I got is when it comes to ownership, they give the first dibs to the minority owners. Mm-hmm. So we already like the I think the Dollar General Dollar General do own like fifteen twenty percent. They probably gonna give him the opportunity to buy it over over someone like this. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Or or. They could do what you do. I probably don't think they're going to do that. Though. I don't know how much money they can, like, if they even make it corporation-wise, because then they make another percentage of the percentage of the corporation. No, that's that's, that's how they all do it. No, nobody outside of the Clippers owner that really came in and just bought $2 billion. Everybody's always a team that buys it. And how, you just put your how much do you think it's going to sell for? Oh, it's going to go on $4 billion. Do you think it's worth $4 billion? I mean, I think that's just to protect uh, the projections. Yeah, it's, it's going to be $4 billion. Team. Yeah, it's going to be mean, about $4 billion. I mean, but what if it sell under $4 billion? What if it sell for a $1 million? That's not going to It's not yeah. getting under $3 million. You, uh, $3 billion. $3 billion, rather. I I don't, I feel like if it look, do... With the Clippers sold for $2 billion. Yeah. $2 billion. That's yeah. what that NFL team is worth almost twice as much. But I'm saying... It's going to get about $4 billion. If, if it does not sell for that, what do y'all think is going to happen to the league? Um, I, I don't know. I don't see if if it doesn't sell for that, that's gonna be a bad look for the for the league. All right. Because now it's gonna see like the value has decreased. I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be north of four. I $4 think that the problem with you saying that is that the I, I'm not sure how the business of who's buying and who's selling, who make the offer, or what the the market is said at. Ain't nobody coming with no offer that's lower than a certain amount. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think that why it's impossible because the niggas already well, got their own I mean, idea know, geared of where they do think the like, going. I mean, you think you, how much it costs, but I mean, it never hurt to ask. And if ain't nobody else buying, then it's like, hey, I'm the only nigga that's offering gone. two billion dollars. I'm glad you brought it up because Vince McMahon is not through his hat in the ring. Yeah, he just liquidated his WWE EF shit. So yeah. now he's, he's trying to money. try to buy because he, he was gonna try to get back some XFL shit, yeah. get it back in the mix. But now, nah, I mean, if he could buy the Panthers and create. The Panther, and they make a mutiny, like yeah. a union type shit, like a civil war within the NFL. But I don't know. Um, we got some Pro Bowl snubs. Lando shot it out there to Slay for making the Pro Bowl, but it's a bunch of players league round that was very upset that they didn't make the Pro Bowl. Lando, who do you think should have made the Pro Bowl that day? I mean, just stay at home. I thought Glover Quinn should have made the Pro Bowl. I think he's been playing the best safety in, in the league this year. I mean, I know they got Earl Thomas. And look, at the end of the day, most of the people that's in the Pro Bowl – they're gonna fall back. They're not gonna go. Um, they just they just like being nominated for, it, but they're not gonna play in the game. So that's gonna give others opportunities yeah, to be pro. To what pro you ball. just said is the important part because that's the holding factor. Is that like you can go play if you want to, but they voted me. In. I'm the real guy. Yeah, but you and still then, no. But a guy can hold that over your head like yeah, you was an alternate though, nigga. You, you, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If we still, talking three, still, five years down the line at, no, at some party somewhere, like, oh yeah, I was with Pro Bowl this shit. Like no, that was my Pro. Or, I gave that to you. Or, or it's like, like from Pro my perspective, next like, to your name. like nah. a, a couple. It is. I think like two but years I'm saying as far as in the fraternity of them, it's like I know what you is. You were alternate. No, but art like no like. I don't know. In my instance, like, I remember I was arguing about a nigga, about Matthew Stafford. He was, oh, I mean, he made the Pro Bowl. It was like, he was like fourth oh, nigga yeah, you was chosen a, a because three niggas ain't want to go. So right. you can't, to me, it's like if you wasn't really first or second. It's an asterisk thought, next to your or shit. Or like, yeah, it's like, I mean, they I just want to fill that yeah, stadium up. They got to get niggas in Hawaii. I don't, I don't think so. Not not really in the NFL. Because Cause like Calvin Johnson so turned position. down multiple Pro Bowl games. Yeah, that don't make him any less a player. And that don't make the nigga who went in for him any better of a player. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That that's what I'm saying. As long as you, if, if you went to the Pro Bowl or you got elected, I, I still see you the same. I know. There's so many great players out there. This is what I'm saying. So I don't really It's like. All right, so in college, you know, the GPA stuff, you get like 3.0s and then 3.5s. 3.0 is still a good GPA. Yeah. That's that's what them alternate niggas is. You right there, but the niggas that's who get 3.5 is these You saying, the next guy. Lando's saying is it's 3.0s, 3.5s, but we all got a degree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and that's another thing. Like, no. a, lot of, a, lot of these guys, a lot of these guys get in the Pro Bowl just off name and notoriety. We all love Earl Thomas. He shouldn't have been I mean, yeah, because it is a fan. That's what I'm saying, too, though. Yeah, that's what... That's another, like, not all the fans. They're going to vote for, the, like, just the names. 
Because that's the one dude, he was saying, like, that's crazy. I'm a two-time All-Pro, but I ain't made, I only made yeah, one time. Yeah, because don't nobody know you, nigga. That's what I'm saying, that, and that that's not fair. It's not, but yeah. that's the name of the game. No, that shouldn't be the name. Like, you shouldn't be a Pro Bowl just off the fan vote. If you playing better than somebody or a better athlete, you should get in. This guy, like what he said, we all got our degrees. Like, I don't look at nobody differently. <laughs> no, nah, but what I was saying is, and I'm just talking about the level of play. And I'm not necessarily saying that it's off the name or whether or not it's off the name. But my argument was, is if you the nigga that get voted in, you the nigga that got the shit on your shit when you walk across the stage. When you got all them uh, them, them things across your oh, shit. The, and shit. The different the tassels and shit. shit. And the other nigga is the nigga that just got regular. No, no, he gonna, have, he gonna have that shit, shit in because he played in the game. No, but if you're, no, you got one. And the other nigga got two. No, I don't, I don't think I don't so. Get how you it's, a popularity con- it's a popularity contest. Like you said, sports is something you can look at skill and say, okay, yeah, this player is a Pro Bowl talent. They but are Pro I'm Bowl talent I'm a nigga that argue against stats all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's getting washed out the window when you talk about the Pro Bowl. All right, uh, next topic. Are they done yet? We got to ask this question because uh, Marvin Lewis coaches Cincinnati Bengals. Be nice. Do you think he's done right now? Who gets fired faster, him or the ugly nigga in Cleveland? Um, ugly well, nigga in Cleveland gonna be there uh, next year. This is what I'm thinking. Ugly nigga in Cleveland, you, he is gonna become the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. If they they're not gonna fire him though, they already said they're gonna be back next no, year. I think Marvin Lewis is gonna be the GM. They're gonna move him to GM level. They're gonna put Hugh Jackson as offensive court, or head coach level, and they're just gonna work it like that. Yeah, but Hugh Jackson not getting fired from Cleveland. He they, not? No, his job safe. They say you you good. You a good coach. We just we we suck. Brown. <laughs> What's that shit? Hey, how bad Brown. do you gotta be for a nigga to straight up? I'm say, pretty, I the GM. It ain't true, bro. It's these. I feel yeah. you. It's these. <laughs> I, I, I see what you see, that, bro. You was right about that. That, that, that GM Brown. He he fucked up on some picks. So yeah, yeah he, he real gonna, <laughs> Man, not even trying to real, but Deshaun and Carson Watson and missed out on Carson Wentz. Like he didn't fucked up. Yeah. All right, and then Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, the Legion of Boom. Are they done yet? I think they're done. I think there's too much division in the locker room. I think once they decided not to hand that ball off to Lynch, I think that ended the Legion of Boom. It did. Because after that, all you saw was on the sideline, everybody was open and critical. Richard Sherman telling the offensive coordinator not to run that fucking play no more. You can't do that. They look divided when they show up as a team. I think it's over. I and think they, they're breaking down two players moving forward. The offensive leader and the defensive leader. In my opinion, which is Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner. Yeah. You clean house with the rest of the players. You send Sherman off, let him have a you don't send him to the to no dismal place. You let him have another chance at, at playing for something meaningful. Is Sherman and Gay are his all. Yeah. He deserves that respect. Same with Earl Thomas, who I think might probably just retire anyways. Cam Chancellor. You send them guys off proper. You maybe keep some of the offensive pieces, some Paul Richardson, if if he turns into anything. I'm not going to lie. They need to get that O-line together. No, nah, but I'm just that's saying, clean house. Anybody else that's worth anything, you ship them off. You try to get something back. Keep Wagner. Keep Russell Wilson. Everybody else need to go. I think what they need to do, for sure, keep Wagner, keep Russell Wilson. That's right. Dan in the heart and soul of your team right now. They got to get rid of the uh, offensive coordinator. He done. They lost Dan Quinn. They didn't get rid of that nigga too. They need really new coordinators, dog. Pete, uh, if you listen to this, hey, look, that's the, the name of the NFL right now, dog. Your coordinators ain't popping. Yeah. Your team ass. Go get the I made a mistake because they, they traded for the Texas left tackle, Dwayne Brown. You yeah. keep him. Yeah, you keep him. They have the interior offensive line and some of the work. Like they no, get awesome. hit with basic swim yeah, moves. I'm talking about the the, the pal. C-team yeah. swim moves they get beat with. Man, really, what, what it all boils down to is when they traded for Jimmy Grant, they let go of Max Unger, and yeah. that kind of just threw yeah. their whole offense up. That, that was like, hey, Russell, we don't give a fuck what you got. You got five dudes in nah, front of you. No, but it was that shit y'all was just talking about. You to make it happen, dude. So you to make, it happen. make it happen. And he, we can see how much he can make happen. Now we just got to like, hey, nah, let's make less happen. Let's get some niggas in there that can some, make some shit happen. Yeah. Um. All right, now let's go into NBA news. Let's talk about some NBA shit. We're going to recap last week real quick. Uh, Be Nice Boy got both his jerseys retired. And um, did he also get the marks that uh, Chris Childs put in his face retired also? Chris Childs? Uh, that's damn near like one of the, he ain't, he ain't, I ain't got no mark on my shit. He's like, he dropped the IG video the next day. Like, I mean, I got, I got into a fight, but <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my face, though. Chris Childs, we saw it. But it wasn't no damage done. You know what I'm saying? It was more so damage on his his image. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch the retirement ceremony? I did. Um, 
I tuned in, man. It was, I'm at peace at the situation. Me and Oz kind of talked about it off off camera a couple of days ago. Kobe has been away from the game for long enough, and we saw his decline for long enough that I was already kind of at peace for it. And him being so calm, it just allowed everybody else to be calm. It wasn't really as emotional because Kobe was kind of back in that mode where it's like, I'm here, this is cool, I'm appreciative. It wasn't uber emotional. I was just kind of like, all right, cool. Like now, his final game, I did shed some tears because we got to see Kobe in greatness. And that made me like, all right, this really over. This is somebody I'm seeing do something he did for my entire childhood. And I see it, and I'm witnessing it, and now it's kind of like, going to a funeral and you finally seeing the casket get closed all right damn it's really over i think it, it brought back a lot of emotions for me because they, they showed that one month str- uh, stretch when he uh the monday scored 81 points yeah and he was scoring 40 and 37 38 yeah, and he had an average of like 44 points that month yeah and it was just like he played you know so amazing for so long if i just wish he could have got a little bit more in his career i just think it was a lot of a lot of basketball left on the court a lot of championships they left on the floor that they could have they could accomplish. So. Most definitely, yeah. and I think that, that the biggest that, issue and that's that's, that's going to be Shaq and Kobe forever. It's like y'all did this, but y'all could have yeah. had way more. I mean, but Shaq kind of, and this is not to say anything about Kobe, but Shaq kind of has that following his career just in general. You start with I watched a video earlier that talked about it documented the Chris Webber for Penny Hardaway trade, and it's the what could have happened if that didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Chris Webber and Shaq could have been just closely as dominant as Penny and Shaq were. They would have figured out a way to play with that tandem, and they still had a decent amount of talent. Scott Skiles was one of the better point guards in the 90s. Yeah, but you got, it was just more Shaq ego. It don't matter if it had been Chris Webber or Penny. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. Shaq has that right. mantra kind of following behind his career everywhere. Even with Shaq and Kobe, you see, all right, obviously with Shaq and Penny, they kind of flundered, but it was more so Nick Anderson in the championship against the Rockets. And you get to the Lakers, Shaq and Kobe had their issues. Then you go to Miami, Shaq is kind of older. D-Wade kind of carries carries them into that, that championship. And then after that, it was just like Shaq was one of the people that was more so harder to figure out how do I be more of a role player. He couldn't really figure that out for a long time. Even when he was in Phoenix, he kind of got back. And then his body, he just it kind of seemed like what Kobe was saying all along, like you don't want to work. We keep seeing you, and then you're not getting in shape. Okay, well, I'm not going to say that because when he was at his dominance, he was at his dominance. Like, yeah, but, yeah, he but, averaged but the thing is, is 13, if you look at who Kobe rebounds. is, Kobe was always that next step ahead. Well, like, yeah, all right, I got to right. be prepared for this next thing. This what I, this what I'm thinking about the Kobe. This is my takeaway from the Kobe thing. Kobe Bryant, amazing career. But, like, at the end of the day, at the ceremony, yeah, everybody was there. But you kind of just see Kobe as he was by himself. He ain't really had no managers. He really just got to enjoy that shit. Alone, and you look at a nigga like that, like, yeah, very determined, very uh, outspoken, very just driven to be the best. And he just ain't got nobody. Yeah, he just and, a, a sociopath. That's actually, that's actually a good point because he was just sitting with his family. When Shaq and them, they had everybody around yeah. him. Like, you could just see the party and how people gravitate around him. With Cobb, though, I feel like I saw instances where we saw just how weird of a dude he is because of the people that he did share more of a genuine relationship with, like Rob Palenka and then, you know, some of the other players that was on his team, like a Devin George type of dude. It's like, why are you even kind of fuck with that dude? Like, it would be people there that I saw in ceremonies from the time he actually, his last game, and then at this where it was like, I didn't even know you was really friends with Kobe, but I did see, like, a genuine relationship. And even what I saw with Kobe and Allen Iverson, I feel like that's the thing with Kobe, and he's talked about it several times. Kobe always spoke about not having time for friendships and that he was always a bad friend, not by wanting to be one, but because he locked himself in I was going to bring it up because he he had that Kobe Bryant amused shit. He talked about growing up in Italy, he really was an outcast. Like, say, he was American. Then we'd been in Italy so long, when he got back to America, he was like an Italian. So everybody, yeah. he didn't pick up on the slang. He didn't really connect with people like that. I think the thing with Iverson is everybody connected with Iverson. No, it was always a disconnect for Kobe for some people. No, so I get even though Kobe was the better player. What I'm player, saying about Kobe, was Iverson was embraced more. He, definitely he, in our his culture. thing is not about friendship; it's about respect. So when you see Kobe interact with people, the people that he interacts with the most or the best, and it seems like a genuine relationship and you get a smile out of Kobe and more liveliness is the people that he respected as competitors. Because the most bubbly that I've seen Kobe, and that might not be the term that I might want to use best, but Allen Iverson, the Paul Pierce's, Tracy McGrady's, Vince Carter's, Ray Allen. When I see Kobe interacting in a certain way, in a certain manner that looks friendly, 
it's more so with those type of people rather than just Kobe having friends. Like, Shaq is friends with a lot of different people who wasn't that great of a player. They're just his friends. So I feel like Kobe's thing was more so competitive. I respect you. Now we can have some type of companionship. All right, which Kobe was... Oh, did you, oh no, go ahead. Which Kobe was better, y'all? Eight or 25? It's definitely eight. Are you nice? Um, I think that it's, it's no question that it's eight, but I, I respect what Kobe was saying about his picking of 24 being his favorite because of the hardships. Well, he he picked twenty four because that kind of separated him from Shaq. And yeah, he yeah, most definitely separated that, him. That, that's and what he put him one over Jordan. And he always wanted to be, always wanted to be. He never wanted to be a sidekick, want to get away. I say the eight because they played a perfect match with each other. They made it work, and they could have had a lot more. So, all right, moving on. Uh, your boy Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas. Orlando alluded to this earlier in the yes. podcast. He said it, it really touched him. It was some grown man shit. Like, I'll take people through who didn't see it. Man, it was it was emotional, man. From the beginning of the interview all the way to the end, like when they showed him driving up, they was talking about the times they had, uh, their strong friendship, how they used to hang out in the offseason. And, you know, Magic felt that Isaiah said some things about him, questioning sexuality. And what I, I just, what I took away from it was, it seemed like throughout the 80s, Isaiah never got his just due. He never got the credit they deserve. And once he got on top, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. It rubbed Bird, Magic, Jordan, Dominique. It rubbed all of them the wrong way. Cause how competitive he was, how he, uh, you know, didn't didn't really care about friendship on the court. And it, it came to a point, it was like the 88 finals, and he went to the rack, and Magic Johnson, like, bumped him real hard. And he said from that point on, it kind of changed their friendship and their relationship. And I, and I felt like Magic never could let that go. Um, I would agree with that, but I think it's a different twist. I think that Isaiah saw that in other people. Right. And took it onto himself. Like, all right, I got to be dominant in this way. Like he was saying in that interview, it was like, right. I saw you be this way, and you yeah. did that to me, and then it made me realize, all right, you know, you kissed me on the cheek, but it's not real. Right, like, right. It's we in between these lines. And like kind of like Russell Westbrook said, we could be friends outside of this. But in the, when the game going on, I ain't got no friends. Right. And I think that that was Isaiah's thing is he more so just, and just like how you can see in the entire interview, he respected and looked at Magic in such a light where it was like, whatever you do, I got to one-up you. Right. And I literally just one-up you. I got to be better than that. I got to be more dominant than that. And that's kind of what the bad boys is. It's that personification of, all right, y'all show time. Well, shit, we knock y'all out. We from Chicago. You from wherever you from, but we coming how we coming. You know, Isaiah and Mark Aguirre being where they grew up at. Right. This is what we about. And everybody else falling suit. We ain't got the most skilled players, but Rick Mahorn and, and Bill Lambert is tough. And I think that that was Isaiah's thing. And just like you said, I grew up, my father idolized Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, you know, so He man. worked at his camps in the summer. He still has some of those shirts that I've seen. Uh, he was pretty good friends with a lot of those players. So back then, I already had that knowledge as a kid growing up that Isaiah didn't get that just due. But to me, he was always the greatest point guard of all time. Yeah, that's me too. Uh, everything yeah. that I've seen growing up. That's what my father taught me. That's what I've seen through video. So just like you said, getting snubbed from the original Dream Team. Yeah, not uh, making certain you know acknowledgments and getting certain accolades. He didn't get his respect that he deserved because he changed our entire franchise. Yeah, the Pistons were a decent team in the '60s, early '70s, and they just had a extreme drop-off. And with one pick, he turned around the entire franchise. Yeah. And and people just kind of don't respect that. And it's disrespectful, you know. I'm not going to discredit whatever John Stockton did. You got one play, you throwing it to one player, you and Carl Malone in this pick and roll. I, I just, it's not better than Isaiah. I think, and Isaiah showed that when they finally played against each other, they dropped yeah. almost 50 points on it. It, it was it was clearly, he got he got blackballed for yeah. the dream ticket. Magic Johnson was the catalyst. Jordan, like, after the battles he had with him, and him and Scotty, because when Scotty had the migraine, you know, Isaiah talking shit, like, boy, you ain't got no damn migraine. We just and, that, and that's funny that you mentioned that. That's one of the first things my father, every time we kind of text each other back and forth whenever something basketball-related happens, and I was talking to him about Scotty saying something about uh, LeBron being one up on Jordan, and that's the first thing that my dad ever mentions. It's like, you know, Scotty be talking, like, he got six rings. But the people in Detroit remember when you yeah. was faking the migraines. Yeah. You was over there on the bench yeah. crying and shit. Crying like, all over your head. Yeah, so <laughs> it just, Isaiah had that manner where he understood, I'm going to take what I want. Right. Fuck Michael Jordan. Dominique, yeah. you my guy, but fuck you too. You ain't beating nobody. Isaiah Magic, y'all old. And he understood that, all right, I'm at the end of mine, but I got to get mine. Yeah. And if this was going to take, then I'm going to do it. And I feel like that interview to me, it didn't touch me as much because I felt like, as a as a friend, 
it was something that probably could have been handled earlier than this. Right. And more so, how I seen Magic's side, I think that he was more so at fault. Like, yeah. you should have said something a long time ago. Yeah. And in the manner in which he spoke now, it's just like, this was too easy. You should have been saying something. Yeah, you see Magic was the one to pop. I think it really hurt Isaiah. No. The whole, the whole not getting your credit. The dream team. Not even just the night even with his credit. Ca- even with his career. Driving driving that wedge between each other. Once he hit him in that finals, which he spoke about, it was kind of like, all right, what is this? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like like Isaiah talked about. And I, I remember my father telling me this. Every year they would be working each other's basketball camps yeah. and spending time with each other and working out. So if you got that type of bond with somebody, like that's like, you know what I'm saying, one of the banana boat crew elbowing each other right now. They would look at each other like, bro, what the fuck you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like LeBron elbowing Carmelo in the middle what? of a game. But Magic even said it. Pat Riley told him that. Like, no, and, yeah, they, they talked Isaiah about it. was busting his ass. Yeah. Like, hey, look, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got to set choose. the tone. Yeah. But, you know, we we grow as adults and we grow as men and we grow as people. And, and sometimes, like Isaiah said, back then I couldn't understand it. But then he kind of thought about, like, you wasn't nobody else going to be able to do that. Yeah. You had to be the one to do it. You had that. to be the one to do it. And, and, you know what I'm saying, people grow, but it's just unfortunate for more so, like, I guess, like you said, egos. It was no reason for Magic to be holding this no, for this long. For not for this long. And I've been in a situation with friends where they finally broke down and we broke down with each other. So that's why it touched me. Because that was like, damn, you know. Nah, like, I was I going to so fuck I think Magic was like, man, you know, I was busy, my bad. I was going to get back to you a couple years ago, but I had some shit to Yeah, and that's me. what made me upset with it. It was like, man, fuck this shit. Zeke started crying. I'm like, nah, I wouldn't even cry at that shit, dog. Fuck that shit. No, because shit. I think he cried. And I no, Zeke genuinely loved that nigga. Yeah. That's the problem. And that's the thing. Because Magic came, it came from the heart. You could tell it was sincere. We seen bullshit apologies of bullshit. Oh my makeup. God, it was genuine from both sides. I yeah, just, that, and that's why. My was, point of view, I was just upset at Magic and how he handled it. But it you could like, tell right, that nice. Magic Magic felt the pain. Yeah, and no, Magic felt definitely. responsible for how everything. How everything that, he understood up. that, but like I said, these niggas is all this shit. Yeah, but it's always cool. And and that's that brings to a question. Do you ever think Jalen Rose and Chris Rubber? No. Me and Austin discussed this. No. No. Hell no. I don't think Rubber did was waved. He was on some real bitch ass. I think the only thing that can change it is that Jalen Rose loved him. You know what I'm saying? He loved all of them. Jalen Rose said he, because I listen to his podcast every night, he said he open to it. No, he loved him for real, but I think that the problem with it is, is Chris Webber ain't no cool dude no No, more. We kind of seeing it. He be looking all right on on, on NBA TV. He be like, all right, cool. I I never could look at him the same for that. Niggas in Detroit, he don't got to come back. We kind of cool on that nigga. And the problem with it is is that we always was kind of cool on that nigga. Yeah. If you look if you look at what the 90s was, and I, I grew up around a lot of these players with the Carlos Rogers and the Voshan Leonard and the Jalen Rose and the Anderson Hunts, he, he, he wasn't never really from them ways like that. No, that's what so, no, like, he was. He, he went to country day. Like, he was he always kind of the nigga that we he, fucked with because you was talented. Yeah, right? Niggas like, oh, yeah, he represent Detroit because he good. But yeah. then as soon as you start looking for him, yeah. he was like, ah, I like mean, that nigga. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That nigga really See Webb already kind of had that that outsider look to him, anyways, and the rest of them gave him that credibility. You know what I'm saying? You with Jay, you you with Roshan Leonard, you hooping with these guys, you around these these guys that's really from the hood, that's really going to these hood schools. We don't know if you can make it there. Your name Mace, you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. like the rapper either. You, right. you know what I'm saying? M A Y C E. You feel me? So right. it's like, eh, we don't really know about you, dog. And like I said, now it's just. You kind of fucked over it, and, and the, the city fucks with Jalen. Oh, Jalen got that respect. God, he got yeah. that credibility. That's he always shined us out in a genuine way. Chris Webber ain't not again say something about Detroit, but he's so tarnished. And 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 with the documentary dropping, him not being there to speak his part. Yeah. And you kind of just showing your ass with that 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 uh, judge shit. You went out there and talked. You got on the you know what I'm yeah, saying. Exactly. Got on the stand. And Jalen came out. Yeah. Ed Martin, Jalen came out and said Ed Martin was a good dude who loved Ed, Ed Martin was a good dude. Yeah. Shout out to Ed Martin, man. Shout out to Ed Martin. Jalen right. came out and said that, and, and Chris, he kind of drug his name through the dirt, man. All right, and that's some recent NBA news. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is supposed to be making his return to the NBA to join the Cavaliers as they've been rolling over teams. He, it looked like he probably just going to fit right in because Jose Calderon playing pretty straight with him, but he's going to the G League first to get some, uh, correct, get some reps in and stuff like that. And that brings the question, these NBA games. So we got one, two, three, four, five NBA games on Christmas Day. Uh, Steph Curry will not be available for the Warriors game against the Cavaliers. Let's go through these NBA. I'm at the little. I'm at some dun 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 to this part because we about to. Now I actually liked it. I like it this one. What? I like it no Steph. You get to see KD and Brian go ahead. We see that all the time and we know who in that battle. Uh, so 76ers at the Knicks. 
Fellas, let us know who you got. I mean, hopefully the Sixers. Can Joel and B is supposed to be back by then. Okay, I'll go 76ers. They've been losing a lot, but I'll go 76ers. Be nice, who you got? Porzingis is healthy. Porzingis didn't score a basket. He didn't, but I don't think it's healthy. He was 0 for what? 0 for what? And one made free throw. Yeah, one or two. So um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the seventy-six on this one. I don't. I, I'm not a Ben Simmons guy yet. I'm. He just don't score enough points for me. But I do mess with Joel and B. And Joel and B like the embarrassed niggas. I think that Ben Simmons will be Lamar Odom. Okay, let's go on to the next. No, one. Just, we got <laughs> you don't see that. No, 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 no. Is this a knock to Lamar Odom or a knock to Ben? It's a knock to Lamar. No, but this is what I. All right, we go. We go. We go. We come back. Lamar never exceeded to that superstar platform. No, this is Ben Simmons' first year, man. Let's let's wait. Almost average just a triple double. Okay, but let's just give it a. Cavs at the Warriors. Lando, who you got? I mean, no KD. I mean, no um stuff. I gotta go to the Cavs. All right, be nice. Well, as long as Drake Miner's there, I'm, I'm good. He said he is supposed to be yeah, playing that game. Good. I'm also going to go with the Cavs for obvious reasons. Also, Kevin Durant has been playing poorly lately. That that game didn't go into overtime against the Lakers the other day. He, uh, he got boomed, though. He, he got boomed, though. <laughs> he got jammed, though. <laughs> and he was like 6 for 20. He really been he's playing. saving his best for mine. I think he's saving his best for when Steph come back and he can be like, oh, yeah, now I got my good he, player. He's on a three-game skid. Prior to those three games, he was playing Great basketball. You play great basketball. I think he wore some. But I, I think he like, man, I ain't come here for this. Yeah, I'm carrying. I'm doing too <laughs> I'm much. I'm doing too much. Um, Steph had to do it last year. It just he paying his dues. But Steph liked doing this. Yeah, Steph did it. Kevin Durant do like that shit. He'd be like, hey, bro, I really like y'all yeah, hit on my butt. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, y'all here, bro. I'm the best. This one, the, this one, the, this one, they fuck with me. This they love me right yeah, now. Y'all niggas still in my side. We got Wizards at the Celtics. Lando, who you got? Fucking give me the Wizards. Ooh. I mean, the Celtics been playing a little, little shaky, so. They just lost today, too, right? They lost yeah. to the Corzingas. Two or three in a row, right? They also yeah. have to get a new leaf on life. But the Celtics have been playing more games than anybody else. They got, like, a three-game lead on the rest of the NBA. Which is crazy. That they is got crazy. A, a London game coming up, so they have fit in a lot of games. You know what's crazy is the Knicks have played the most home games this year. And that's why their record is so good, because they play at home damn near every other fucking night. They play, like, 18 home games. You know what? They probably do that at the beginning of the year just to get people. Because that's think, always like the, the mecca. The I think they got a circus. Yeah. They got a circus that go yeah. around. Yeah. And so I guess, like, it's going to come back it's there. Like the so Barnum, Barnum, uh, Boy? Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going with the, I'm going with the Wizards, too. Uh, just because I don't, I don't really know about the subjects yet. Like, they look good in the beginning. Now they're starting to regress back to, like, Gordon the Gordon in a walking boot. He might play at the end of the season. Yeah, he in a walking boot. I, I think he shouldn't play though. He kind of he might fuck up that rhythm going on. They got a decent they had a decent enough rhythm where Jason yeah, Taylor becomes his else. own player. Huh? Niggas like Abel Nader and uh, French Draymond and <laughs> Semi Ola Jabua. All them niggas need to stay ass. You, do some, you getting they getting their bang for their buck out of them weak ass niggas, but they All need right. less bang, less buck. Let's get Rockets at the Thunder. Uh, be nice. Who you got? I want to say it. Go ahead. Chris Paul might be out. Oh, I want to hear he that shit. He might be out. No, we're talking. We're talking. Chris Paul just done fucked himself up before. What, what's wrong with Chris Paul? Oh, no. He always hurt, though. We didn't see them before get hurt. Pick the Rockets. Do it. I don't even like them niggas. Oh, man, I'm done with being So, you got? I didn't say yet. <laughs> but, I'm going to pick Houston. Ooh, that's what I like to hear. Ooh, Lando, who you got? I got OKC. Lando got OKC. All right, now look. This is a difficult pick for me. You gonna pick OKC? I'm going with the Rockets. No, I'm not going with OKC. I'm happy. No, they gonna win. Now. OKC gonna win. Uh, I'm happy you did that because we do got a hundred dollar bet if they play in the playoffs against each other. All right. So we yeah. gotta go. But I'm going with the Rockets on this one only because they are like playing way better defense than they have been. And this nigga Paul George literally might be one of the worst players. He said in the game right now. now that, actually, I got a question. He for, said that he had to get in a better shape to run with Russell Westbrook. How I, do you I consider agree. yourself one of the best players in the NBA? And you're not in better shape. No, no, I, I can get that. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to he don't Russell even shoot the fucking ball. No, no, I'm saying Russell is an energizer, buddy. I get see the him ball from that nigga. Bro, he, he grabbed. Played, a, he played like 50 minutes in the overtime. Didn't look like he was tired. Bro, he grabbed the rebounds at the other end of the court about three seconds. Yeah, that ain't good. He good. I got a question for you. About James Harden. Wait, hold on. Well, let's finish the okay, picks. Go ahead, let's go finish ahead. the picks. Uh, Timberwolves at the Lakers. Lando, who you got? Uh, Triple B's is the man. Oh, all right. Uh, be nice. Yeah, I'm halftime Lakers. You know what I'm saying? 
Lakers Warriors and that dual citizenship. I'm also gonna go with this uh since it's at the Lakers, KCP gonna be playing. Yeah. He and he uh freed he freed that week. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm be able to uh yeah, I'm, <laughs> exactly in a county jail. County jail. So I'm uh, I'm gonna go with the Lakers on that one. So what's your question about James Harden? Okay. Cause wait, hold on, wait. Before we even do that, uh old episode, James Harden way fucking better than Clay Thompson. I don't know what the fuck y'all. No, I'm about through. to get I'm about to ask I'm about to ask a question. He is hard to watch. He shot so many damn free throws. I, I had to turn the game off. <laughs> I honestly did, and I'm not trying to be funny. I cannot stand the way he played. Yeah. Every three-point shot, he flopping, trying to draw a foul. That is the weakest shit I don't fuck with, dude. That shit is weak. I'm, I'm not, not disagreeing that that's not. That's he the, shot like 30 free throws. At the same time, I've I, literally watched this nigga James Harden get too many buckets. Like, it's an isolated situation. He really can't be stopped on that shit. I at first, I that. wouldn't. At first, I wasn't keen to it, but now I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This nigga crazy. I think that James Harden is one of two things. He is the best basketball player on the planet. All right, and B. No, no, listen to what, 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 what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. This nigga be nice. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. He's B, also the laziest basketball player on the planet. If you're talking about pure, and what I can, defense is kind of subjective yeah, yeah, yeah. because no greatest defender right. is not the greatest offensive right, player. Right, right. The best blend we see of that is Kawhi Leonard. Right. And Kawhi Leonard not as good as them. So, to be honest, if we're going to put one person in the category of best basketball player on the planet, both sides, it's Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is the best basketball player on the planet. Because, personally, LeBron James is not a good on-ball defender, in my opinion. He's a good LeBron James is the best player on the planet. But go ahead. He's not, is he go a good on-ball defender? Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Nah, go ahead. All right. Go now, ahead. you smoking. No. But, you smoking. like go I was ahead. saying, James Harden offensively, is the most versatile and best offensive player on the planet. Pound for pound, he's the best offensive player on the planet. Is he entertaining to watch? But I this, just watched this the is what, this, listen, to, listen to what I'm saying, though, Lando. James Harden, outside of that, is also the laziest player. I've seen James Harden jack up shots. He doesn't like to try. For whatever reason, he, maybe it's because it's too easy to him. Maybe it's too easy to him. It's too easy for him to draw five. I, I don't know. And, and that's no, what I the just don't, He don't like putting the effort in. He would rather just come down and say, oh, I'm finna get this car right here. Fuck it. I ain't going to do the layup. Oh, If I was the coach against him before a playoff game, I would say, please, don't don't give us the phantom calls. Don't give us the phantom. Please. I was just watch when he... I think the refs got to study the way. I'm not. It's he, not just him. Chris Paul be flopping like a motherfucker. Yeah, Chris, too. but we. But Jay Hart. Really right now. It was hey. on a, a whole nother level the other night. I'm like, damn, this playing? man. Not, is, it was, it was, was like Utah. Because I know in Utah. Oh, well, they was down, and when Chris Paul got hurt, he kind of was just on some. All right, let me try to get these buckets. Let me get to the line. Yeah, he be on. Let me get to the line. I guess Utah. I remember like three of their players got interviewed after the game, and they asked him about the ref, and they all just told him like, hey, I'm try- I'm not trying to get fined. And that basically means y'all yeah. niggas was showing y'all ass. This yeah. is a terrible yeah, ass refing. Honestly, y'all need to stop dick sucking. And they looking like, damn, that's so far. <laughs> I mean, sometimes James Harden, the way he do some shit, it look like he didn't get fouled. But I mean, he get fouled. I just, I just respect James Harden. I respect the way. Oh, no, he I don't did. respect him. I, I can't respect him. No, 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 that's where I. No, that's yeah. where I don't it's, respect. Him. I respect him only because I've literally seen him sauce niggas. Yeah, but how often does uh, he do that? And he didn't this year. This awesome. year he didn't did a lot. Uh, he I did a lot more than in past. He years. did. I swear to God. And this year he has did a lot more. Like you have to watch another game. I watch another maybe, game. Maybe I'll watch another. <laughs> watch another game. I'm like, I'm done with Houston. I, I hope AKC beat the fuck out of them. All right, be nice. Alluded to something uh, in the NBA news segment earlier about NBA retirement, NBA uh, Hall of Fame. You want to uh, indulge? Yeah, on that? man. You know, we get the the time drop down from. Five years to three years. I think next year Richard Hamilton and like Steve Nash and Grant Hill will be eligible. Uh, Steve Nash eligible this year. Uh, oh, 18. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 18. Yeah. No, that's next year. Next year, yeah. And that was the question. I kept seeing it all over the place, but I didn't know what the fuck it was coming Man. from because I thought it was clear as day. Is Grant Hill a Hall of Famer? Yes. If, he, if he do his basketball life, yeah. If it's doing like the whole. And I think that's what the basketball Hall of Fame is. They take the, the whole basketball. Because I see Canadian teams get in. I think I they take. I don't know if they do that. I think it's they not, do your whole basketball. Life. I don't know if it's that though. Like, I think they, it, it is to a degree. Yeah, but because I remember, I think when Sheryl Swoops got, they brought in like college shit and all I that. I mean, y'all got. Yeah. yeah, he was on some. I mean, he just was bigger than basketball. They, they do, but I think even just in general, I think Grant Hill had ten productive years in the NBA. Uh, I don't know because he got maybe about because if you want to count the Phoenix years, yeah, he averaged like fourteen. I would say when he was at his best. He was he was close to LeBron. He was he was prototypical LeBron. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what he I just looked best. at the stats earlier because growing up we had the T Mac and Kobe arguments. I just never saw it. T Mac is a cool dude. 
But let me. I definitely didn't deserve to get in the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying. I, I disagree with y'all. I disagree because he was a multiple time All Star. Nah. Multiple time All Star. Man, he didn't really have. He didn't really. And look, Grant Hill getting hurt kind of hurt him in Orlando because that that team could have been special. But I think. What I think he's done. Houston? I think he's done enough. I think he's, Houston. He played. He played good. They didn't make it past the first round. No, they didn't. They, they didn't lost make it past to Utah. They didn't make it past the first round. But I think he was. He such was a getting brutal. put out by Carlos Boozer. He yeah. was such a uh, a great All Star. Put up great numbers. I think you got to put him. I think T Mac was just such niggas liked T Mac. That's what I'm saying. That kind of oh, yeah. to me that kind of fucked up the whole feng shui with the Hall of Fame shit. You finna like Grant Hill? How is Grant Hill not in if this nigga was in? Like, <laughs> this nigga in. He only retired what about four or five years ago for Grant Hill, right? Yeah, but the new rules, he eligible next year. Yeah, yeah he eligible. But so I, what I'm saying is, how is their argument of how he in if T Mac just got in? I think they both should be in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not making like, it seem like I'm not saying like I see a lot of niggas on some T Mac was this and then Grant Hill nah, no. I think, <laughs> honestly, T Mac has some some great regular season runs, like some of the most. And that's well, the only thing that was. T-Mac shit was more prolific with the yeah, score. exactly. But yeah. Grant Hill had more productive years. Grant you Hill had go, six years. I'm not going to argue with you. He had like so five or six Detroit years. Both of them niggas getting the art. Just like, yeah. hey, whoever can get in, they deserve yeah. it. I, I that, think they both of them That's one thing I will say about the NBA. We're going to start because they run out of people to put in. So you're going to start seeing a lot of people that that's kind of on the fence is just going to get in. Let's get like, Jamal Crawford into the Hall of Fame. No, let's not do that. Maybe because they're going to run out of people to eventually put them in. All right, I got a question. Now that we're on top of Hall of Fame. Does Devin Hester deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Without question. Right. I think I, that the it would be idiotic to lessen the value of his return game. Yeah. He changed the game in return. Yeah. He changed the game. Yeah. He changed yeah. the game to the point where even the NFL rules make it that it's probably never going to be another Devin Hester oh, again. No. So it's just like... I mean, and if the NFL rules was how it was back then, it wouldn't be a Devin Hester now. Devin Hester is top five most exciting players that I've ever watched. Devin Hester football. had a... A run where he got like ten returns on niggas, like they was yeah. punting away from punting. It was just crazy. The only crazy. other person I can say I've been more excited in watching play football is Dante Hall. Mm. He said that was one of his favorite returns. Dante Hall was he was a beast. That's the only and Josh Cribbs. Josh nah, Cribbs. Josh never excited me. Like he that. never excited me. He had a short, short little run though. He had a good he run. Was, he had a, he, he was productive, <laughs> but as far as the excitement, like no, Dante, Hall, I remember watching the same like, highlights on YouTube. I, I was like that Lions game where they was kicking him the ball. And he was just doing whatever. Yeah. I'm like, dog, kick it on the ball. And it's like back in college, Devin Hester was amazing like oh, this yeah. too. Like it was, he was, he was really just. I all think around that Devin Hester's guy. thing for me more so was just. He was a football player. Yeah, it didn't exceed at any particular position. He just made plays. But his kick return to me is a position. Yeah, it is. That's what's very important because, you know, that's Special a very important Special teams is very position. important. But yeah, I'm just saying important. between the lines, they don't get the same respect that a, a cornerback or receiver gets, which is he played both positions and he wasn't exceptional in either one of them. And that's kind of what I was saying about you. It would be hypocritical for the NFL to downgrade him as a returner just because he didn't exceed in either of those positions. All right. Um. Oh, and last thing is Jeff Garcia, do he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Jeff Garcia, the quarterback? Jeff Garcia, the quarterback. Not right now. Probably like 20, 20 If you count years. the Canadian That's what I'm saying. Stats, no, no, no. I think it's people. NFL that, wait, stats. I'm saying it's people the more deserving to be in there before him. But they should be in there. Huh? Quarterbacks? Quarterbacks? I think it's. I'm trying to. I got to go through the list of quarterbacks. Hey, like out I there. feel like his stats because is better than niggas like Joe I'll put, put. His stats is better than niggas like Phil Sims. His stats is better than a lot of niggas. He should be in the Hall of Fame. I will put, I'll put McNabb over him. No, he backed up to that nigga. <laughs> yeah. It was good. No, no, but I'm saying I'll put Manab. I'll put Manab over him. I'll put Manab. Manab. Nah. No, y'all talking nah. shit now. No. Manab went to five NFC championships games and a Super Bowl. And name me a receiver outside T.O. that he had. He made that shit happen. Hey, just no, 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 any nigga. He went out there playing ball. That's that's a subjective question because back then them niggas was probably cool. Who? Some his receiver. They weren't Hall of Famers, but there's probably no, Freddie cool Mitchell niggas. was okay. No, they ain't said, none of them. Hey, Westbrook. And that's the boy. Ain't none of them other niggas. Yeah, yeah they didn't get picked up. Dominic Nap. Five NFC championships. Yeah, five NFC championships. He, he had Byron Westbrook. Yeah, but, and that's what Byron Westbrook was probably his best receiver. Hey, Byron Dawkins. We don't talk about his defense. We don't talk about his defense. But no, look, Jeff Garcia, he do deserve, but they only do five at a time. So they got Ray Lewis. 
Randy Moss got T.O. all those got to He just got to wait his turn. Right, no, I'll never say shit. Jeff Garcia over Donovan McNabb, though. No, you sound like a dick. So, who else would you put over him at quarterback then? If you so confident, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see who else, who else available. We 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 get back to this. Like we got to see who else available. All right. Um, oh, Jeff Garcia better than Tony Romo. Yeah, he shit. There's a lot of people that put fights out there, but Jeff Garcia, Donovan McNabb better than Tony Romo. Yeah, of course. All right. LeVar Ball. This nigga. Back to Lando Mans. LeVar Ball is trying to create his own league for high school graduate people who want to play in the NBA or just want to participate, and he's willing to pay up to $10,000 a month. Lando, what do you think about this league the ball wants to set up? I think it's I think it's a great idea. I don't think it's going to work. Mm. I just don't think you're going to have the vendors. He's trying to put it in the NBA arenas. He won't get the top-tier guys. He will get some of the guys like on the, on the minimum level. And like I said, I like the idea of it. I just don't see it. I just don't see how it works. I don't see how he can do the together. Successful. It's it's a dreamer's dream. I think the Levar Ball is just he is exceeding himself ambitiously with very little planning. And I think that's gonna be his greatest downfall. I think what Levar is doing is he is the definition of small business taking on big business. Yeah, he's taking on NCAA. Yeah. He's taking on Nike. He's taking on Adidas. He's taking these people on, and he may not succeed with these ideas he's doing, but it does open the door for anybody else who even has this not, idea and be like, that, wow, you know, this I think is something he, I can capitalize I think he's already won. He's won. That's what I wanted to distinguish. I think that LeVar Ball is just, we, we bash Kanye a lot, but one of the greatest things that I ever heard Kanye say was that, he was trying to open doors for others, and he I'm going to paraphrase it into he was basically falling on the sword for other people. I'll take this loss so you can succeed in the future. And I think that that's LeVar's thing. As a man, he wants to show the black community, like, all right, just try. At the very least, you yeah. can do this. Yeah, worst yeah, worst thing you, you fail. And yeah. any success that he has is success for anybody after him. And that's kind of his thing. It's like, all right, at the end of the day, I'm never going to f- completely ruin myself. To the point we're gonna be hungry or broke or something like that, but I can take this risk. Yeah, like say if I can even sell ten big balling yeah. shoes for five hundred dollars, if a nigga is way better than my son, he yeah. make his own shoe. Oh, you gonna make millions, exactly. bro? Cause hey, and shout out to the uh, the Alonzo line too, man. They got some dope shirts. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah but I think that his his sometimes he kind of jumps on waves like Lavar's thing right now, and I think the imagery behind it is the success that we saw with the big three. He saw what that was capable of. The only issue with that is is that this is my personal opinion. I don't think that LeVar has the, the the networking and resources right now. No, that, and it, it'll take a lot of resources. And that's what I'm saying. That's that the that only together. issue. Is like yeah. Ice Cube has been in the industry for 30 years. Yeah, and then he got he got players that yeah. wanted to like players. He has relationships. relationships. Yeah. He has the industry backing. He has resources. He has his own uh, lump sum of money to put whatever he needed to put into it. He also has, like I said, networking and resources where he can reach out to other people who. Probably has invested in anything or other things that he's done. Lavar just doesn't have that type of background yeah, like at cool. this point. So it's just like you said, Ice Cube was able to do the NBA arenas. Lavar won't have that. No, he also won't at this very point have the access to those top players. So he's gonna have some B grade talent. It's a decent idea to ch- kind of free something up for the players, but I just don't think it's gonna but be you know successful. What? Somebody Hines. When he did that here. He he had like a rivals semi pro football league, and he was trying to like pretty much destroy the league that I was in, trying to get people to come over there. He guaranteed to pay him, and it just didn't work out. He just he didn't put enough and no enough resources in it. Yeah. Didn't have enough pool to get it going. So. Like I said, I think with Lavar, he is one of those people that he's you can be too right and too left. Yeah, you got some people too into planning and too timid, and sometimes their opportunity passes them. And I think he the opposite. He just wanted people to jump head first too much sometimes. Yeah. And I think this is one of them situations where it's like, maybe I think, A, you unveiled it too fast. B, I think you're trying to do it too fast without enough planning and proper proper background information. And I think that it's just going to make it all fall apart. Yeah. And to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if this shit never happened. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to fall apart before you even get to it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. But it, it is... A, it, he, he's a, a big thinker right now. And like, yeah, like we all kind of said, he just want to break down barriers and knock down doors for people. And that's what's up. Mm-hmm. But somebody got to get in his ear and just say like, slow down just a little bit. Just think that shit out just just a second. And I'm more so not even going through with it, but don't unveil the shit. Right. Think that shit to yourself. Keep it within your team. Then once you get closer to, to lift off, say something. But right now he just, where the camera at? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I got something to say. 
breaking news. And it's like, eh, you need to calm down just a little bit. Yeah. But I ain't got no issues with LeVar, man. LeVar is the father of the year at this point. Um, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I mean, we did have two other topics. Oh, I'm, um, to. I'm running our Mad League right now, just in case anybody. No, I mean it's a tie. We're both fourteen and one. That's not. That's not. Yeah, but your one came to me. Yeah. My one didn't come to you. But your one came to a nigga I beat. That's not how it works. Ooh. That's not how shit works. <laughs> that's some BCS shit. Right yeah, there, that's man. fucked up. You that's called BCS me earlier. <laughs> You don't even like the BCF. You want us to go to the Division Three shit. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. I want y'all to y'all gonna play in the playoffs. That's it. Y'all gonna be able to prove it. So you acting like it's just a regular season award. I just wanted to keep this episode under our. The only things we didn't get to was Joe Budden, Will Smith. We didn't talk about that next week. Oh, this is like nice terrible. And bro. this has been. This has been nice. Motherfuckers in the barbershop. <laughs> so I also didn't know until they came with you. But this has yeah, been my This has been, been your worst episode. This has been a great episode. This has been a great episode. No, no, I'm talking about this has been nice worst episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.